Good morning, everybody. Yeah, time to wake up, people. You're sleeping in if you're still in bed. This is the Two Dumb Yinzers episode 486. What's up, Ooh. Big Mike? Oh, man, I'm jazz pumped and ready to go. Jazz pumped and ready to go, huh? Yeah, I'm wired, uh, dude. I've had a monster. I've had an express or like a, a coffee. Now another coffee all in a span of like eight hours. I'm fired up. Derpy, he I, I, he he's kind of here. He texted me a I'm little here. bit ago. Are you here? Yep, I'm here. Did you already accomplish what you needed to accomplish? Yes. All right. Derpy got a hold of me a little bit ago, and he was like, "I'm gonna be a couple minutes late." And then when I came in, he's usually talking away. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't talking today, so I didn't know if he was here. But uh, Derpy is in the house. Good morning, Derpy. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, guys, I do want to start by saying this. I want to talk a little bit about these <laughs> these Buffalo Bills real quick and how the football <laughs> gods work in, in funny ways. I was thinking last night, guys, it was literally 44 yards mm-hmm. that the, uh, the the Tyler Bass missed a field goal. It was 44 yards on the on the field goal missed back in no the way. 90s. No exactly. way. Exactly. No way. Come on, I here. Right, listen, they could have lost this game in many a different ways. Many different ways. <laughs> they could have fumbled the ball away. Uh, Josh Allen could have certainly thrown an interception, something that he's you know he's been prone to do. They could have um, in many many different ways. This team could have lost this football game. I'm just saying, guys, what's the chances? What's the chances? What's the chances? that he misses that field goal to the right like Scott Norwood did from 44 yards out after they uh, they, they mess with the terrible towel. I, I'm still stuck on this, guys. I'm convinced 100% that it is the terrible towel that did this. I, I believe so, too. You don't mess with the terrible towel. You you know, you know let your fans wipe their ass with the terrible towel. You know what the football gods are going to say? You know what? You're going to miss a wide right from the exact distance. Yeah, you know, the football gods, are they're funny. They're, they, I mean, they're, they're fair. But they're they also are. funny because I mean, come on, you couldn't have written that any better. You couldn't have, like the, the script writers are on point, man. Ever since the writer strike ended, this season has actually picked up. There's been more drama. Oh, absolutely! It's been unbelievable with the drama this year and just all the bizarre things that are going on in the uh, in in the football world, especially in the NFL. I, I'm just, I, I'm just like I said, I, I cannot believe. The more and more I think about it, the uh, the the same exact situation, guys. Forty four yards out, wide right. And th- this oh, this this has the uh, this has the fingerprints of the football gods all over it. It does. The football gods are, you know what? The football gods tell you don't mess with the terrible towel, and teams and fans keep messing with the terrible towel. This is what's going to happen, and I'm here for it. Everybody thinks they're better than bigger than the terrible towel. Nobody's bigger than the terrible towel. No one is. No one. Maybe no New one. England. New England in their in their day could have probably yeah. shit on the terrible towel and it would have been just okay. It would have been fine. Yeah. Tom Brady would've... could have desecrated that thing and that the football gods would be like, hey, you know what? It's Tom Brady. And we would have just had to live with it. It is what it yeah. is. And um so there you have it, guys. Uh, a couple other things about this Buffalo Bills team. Uh, the guy's name was Connor McGovern. If you want somebody to hate from yep. the Buffalo Bills and, and you want a That's bad a guy <laughs> and you want a villain, uh, Connor McGovern was the offensive lineman that, that slugged uh, Joey Porter Jr. in the back of the head, knocked him out with concussion, and didn't get a penalty called. And the more I go back and I watch this play, it, it's it's even more obvious that it's a penalty every time I see it. Oh, it, without a doubt. Without a doubt. It was like it's the, you know, literally is the – blindside block that is outlawed in this in this league you know it, it, it's a farce it's a joke he should have been fined should have been flagged and should have been fined so there you have it the scumbag the scumbag organization which is the buffalo bills organization and let me get even more into the scumbags that we that we're dealing with in buffalo here tyler bass of course misses this field goal mm-hmm. loses the team the game which we don't know. I mean, they could have made it, and they could have also, uh, and, you know, they, they could have still won. But, um, you know, or they could have made it and still lost. 
But Tyler Bass, he has de deactivated all of his social media accounts after um, receiving harassment and death threats over his missed kick. Yes, it does have Tommy Maddox written all over. We did throw yes, garbage in his yard yes. back in 02, 03 when he, you know, we lost the game. But come on, I, I, you know, this, this Bill's fan base and organization, they got what they deserved, in my opinion. They're home watching the Super Bowl. They're home watching the championship games from the couch, and this is where they belong. I, I You know, as you were saying yesterday about the Detroit fans are kind of getting on your nerves, and, and I get that. Believe me, I, yeah. I really do. Buffalo <laughs> fans are. They're irritating me, too, at this point. But you know what? Buffalo fans are really bad, Mike. They're really, they, really they bad. Are. Like, you know, everyone likes to laugh. Ah, oh, Bill's Mafia, Bill's Mafia. They just like to have fun. But then they do something like this. You know, they're, they're death threats to the kicker. Not Stefan, not Diggs, who had the pass sail through his hand. You know, it's one of the yeah. greatest deep balls I've ever seen thrown. Not, you know, Josh Allen saying, fuck it, chuck it. I'm throwing it deep in, after the two-minute warning to, <laughs> to, to the middle of the field when no one's there. Not him, but the kicker. <laughs> There's nothing more low class than going after the kicker. That shows right. you have no football knowledge. You're going to blame the kicker. Yeah. So this Buffalo Bills team again. <laughs> this is what it was last year. Remember, I said, I said something last year. They pissed me off at the last moment. I kind of turned on them. They did it to me again yep. this year. It's their fan base. They're fucking morons. They are uh, For a team that, that's never won anything. Again, this team has never ever won anything. All they did since they've been a team was choked. That is. <laughs> and I, I kind of got, and I didn't get oh, into it, but there was a comment on something that I had posted the other day, and it's, you know, they, they made a comment about, well, how, you know, the Steelers have been choking for, for 15 years. Well, guess what? The Steelers choked less than everybody else. If in yeah. fact that we have more championships than everybody, we, that tells you that we choked less than yeah. everybody else. Yeah. And, you know, we, in my lifetime, I've seen the Steelers make four Super Bowls and win two of them. Buffalo. Buffalo. How many have they made? Four. How many have they won? Zero. I'll take no. two and two over straight 0 and four. four and you will lose them straight. <laughs> have that's we lived even, up to expectations in the past? That's even you know, harder years? to do. No, I, I would think, but you know what? I we, would think losing championships. Four championships in a row would actually be harder to do than winning one. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you want to talk about doing? choke artists, you know, look at accomplish it. Of failure. Yeah, look at your quarterback up there. Both all your quarterbacks throughout time have choked. You know? Uh, let me go back to this game, guys. Uh, I'm talk about briefly this Buffalo Bill Kansas City Chief game. You're gonna like this. I, I'm not I'm not gonna talk about the Swifties or um Brother Kelsey's boobies or anything like this. <laughs> I, I do I do <laughs> I do want to find though. There were boobs in the Swift press box. Yeah, and we were all sold a bill of goods. I mean, like I said, normally I like to see a good boob every now and then, but you know, but, you that, know, that, it had to be Jason Kelsey's. That's not fair. Be It'd be like seeing mine, you know, not fair. Exactly. All right, here's what I got, guys. <laughs> this is the stat board for the Bills and Chiefs game. Uh-huh. And, and this just makes it even funnier to me. And this is the only reason I'm doing it is because I, I just have this this refound dislike for the uh Buffalo Bills. And their fan base. This was the uh, the stat board for this game in which the Bills lost. They blew the time of possession in this game, guys. The Bills won that thirty-seven oh three to twenty-two fifty-seven. <laughs> Almost two thirds of the game they possessed the ball. <laughs> this is the Bills. First downs. Talk Buffalo about the Bills. <laughs> the Buffalo. You're right. The Buffalo Bills, 27 first downs in this game. The Chiefs, 21. Total yards in this game. Buffalo Bills had 368. The Kansas City Chiefs had 361. Third down conversions. Get this one, guys. Um, Buffalo, 7 of 14, 50%. Kansas City, 1 of 5. Ooh. Ooh. Fourth down conversions. Buffalo, 2 of 3. That's 66%. Kansas City, 0 for 0. Turnovers. <laughs> Buffalo had none. Kansas City had one. But yet the Kansas City Chiefs win this football game, guys. So there you have it, Buffalo. There you have it. Choking. And I hope yeah, this is a, a choke. 
And I, you know, and as we said all year, maybe Buffalo's window is closing. I hope it does. I hope that window closes. I hope they have a hard time signing people back and the people they do sign back aren't the guys. I, I just, you know. I think Diggs is done. Oh, that's Freddie Krueger. Yeah, I think Diggs, he's done with Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like every year he has those cryptic tweets that he puts out. Uh, what's he going to put out this year? You know, you can't blame anyone else but yourself, dude. You dropped the game when he touched down. Yeah. So there you have it. Buffalo fans, there you have it. Also, guys, I do have a big, big, major, major announcement to make today on the show. Stay tuned because at the end of the show, I have a huge, Uh-oh. huge, huge announcement. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Huge announcement, guys. It's a Crosby so. tattoo. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I, like, when Ryan has the huge announcements for the show that I don't know about beforehand, I get really nervous. Like, potato chip bag experiment too i'm gonna give i'm gonna give derp we'll give derby a uh, max crosby tattoo <laughs> <laughs> you know what the real defensive player of the year max crosby. I, I i i agree guys i i'm um, uh, yeah it's it's hard but to argue what that tj watt was two years ago if you think about it right the complete player you know that was tj watt two years ago that's max crosby this year the com- total package yeah he really is, guys. Uh, Max Crosby, go back and look at his numbers. Look at look look at everything. The guys, yeah. he's, he's certainly outperforming. He's solid across the board. I don't. I think he leads like what in like solo tackles, but everything else, he's like right. He's really close with everything else. Is he? Yeah, if I remember correctly, he seems to be like right. He's in line within like top five of just about every stat that everyone else looks at for these edge rushers. Okay, yeah, he's he's solid, man. Solid. Yeah, from what I've seen, he, he he's he's out there. Like I said, he should be. He should, in fact, be the um, defensive player of the year. But uh, we'll we'll let the league play their their uh, popularity contest. We'll see how that mm-hmm. turns out. And I'm pretty sure it's going to turn out the way that we've been saying. Yeah. And uh, and I'm almost certain for whatever reason, Miles Garrett will be the defensive player of the it, year this it, year. Miles, see, he's going to get it. It's like you know when that actor gets a uh, Oscar, and you're like, why did they get an Oscar for this one? They should have won it for that one. It becomes a lifetime achievement award. That's what this one's going to. This is what this year's feels like for Miles Garrett. It's going to be a lifetime achievement award. Yeah, he probably, he probably could have won one like last year, but you know what? We're going to give it to him this year as an achievement award. So it's like we kind of messed up, so we'll make up this year. You know, it's it cheapens uh, it. It cheapens it because the guy's a damn going? good player. Let him, you yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. he doesn't deserve it though. He, sh- he probably should have had it last year. The Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, of course, everybody knows they are in the NFC Championship this weekend. They're playing playing against the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> the Detroit Lions, fellas, you want to mm-hmm. have more reasons to laugh? The oh, Detroit yeah. Lions, guys, have more NFC Championship appearances, appearances this century than the Cowboys. <laughs> 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 them boys, the franchise, America's team. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> Have not been in the NFC, have not been in the championship game this century. And here is the lowly Detroit Lions. They have already, they're already in one, guys. So just more, more, more nice stuff. This is, you know, this is a good time of year because a lot of people do their trash talking on the Steelers. When was the last mm-hmm. time you won? You haven't won in 15 years. All you're going to tell us about your six Super Bowls. Oh, yes, we are because that's the uh, given right that you have once you win them. You have that for the rest of your life. So F off for one. But for two, we also get that opportunity to send it back because, again, we get it all the time. And when you are the Steelers, believe me, you get it, you get your fair share of shit talking. But um, this this is my favorite time now. Whenever when teams join us on the couch or you know they get knocked out or you know the team that, that was meant to go all the way or Cleveland who's having the super season and they they already had their Super Bowl tickets bought up there. These kind of things. Mm-hmm. Th- th- this brings me joy. If your team can't win, this is the other thing that brings you joy. And maybe that's why all those other fans do talk all the shit that they do on the Steelers because that's all you have. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to apologize for the great history that my team has. No. You know, exactly. it's like, every, I'm going to celebrate it every chance yeah, I you get. Know, every year, every year, yeah, we want to win the Super Bowl. The team wants to win the Super Bowl. They assemble a team every year with hopes of winning a Super Bowl. And I think we're smart enough to know. You know, we can't get there every year, but at least, you know, make an effort of it. Like Cowboys, my God, you you choke. You want to talk about choke. You want to say Pittsburgh money. chokes. You guys choke hard. You have all that money. 
You choke hard. You got like, you know, you're America's team. You like the refs are in your pocket for the most part. The networks are in your pocket, always pumping you up. And this is what you do. You know, you, you, you have the worst <laughs> owner because he wants to dabble in the, in that team. He wants to try to be the GM and the coach. You know, it, it's great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It is great. Um, Always, always fun to talk on the Cowboys because it's always them boys' year. Every year boys. is their year. But again, they are, they are getting beat out in this um, NFC championship race this century by the Detroit Lions. Lions. <laughs> yeah. and, and that that makes it even better when they, you know, the refs handed the Cowboys that victory when the dude was like, I'm reporting eligible. I'm looking right at the official official. You're looking right at me. Huh? What? I'm confused. Jerry Jones's pocket, you know, his money just appeared in my pocket. No, I didn't hear you. Yeah. That's what you get, Dallas. That's what you get. Uh, during the game, during the AFC game that we were talking about briefly just a moment ago, the Bills and the uh, Chiefs, when Brother Kelsey was out there with his with his with his no shirt on, and here's another thing that I thought was dangerous about that: not only is he a millionaire out there, you know, amongst a bunch of drunk people, he had a Kansas City Chiefs tassel cap on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just well, takes like, one asshole. It takes one asshole. It takes one asshole. Like, wasn't he out there before the game though in the parking lot tailgating with Bills fans? He might have been. That's one one thing I read. You know, like, you know. In a text uh from Mama Kelsey. <laughs> you might have seen <laughs> Oh this. no. Yeah. It says uh, Ellie said, Ellie it must be the daughter. One Ellie the daughter. said, quote, Dad's boobs are showing. <laughs> this is what little this is what little Ellie seen when she turned on the game to see Uncle Travis playing football the other day. He's seen their daddy's boobies. So it is like a seeing Mike's boobs on the show. It I is, it is, you know. Yeah, it's just nice to know Jason Kelsey is one of us. Yeah, he's an alright guy. Because you know now what? That would that would be for, me. That would be me. You don't play for the Eagles anymore, so I don't care. You know, yeah, he's, like he's, your your season's over. You're supporting your brother. Yeah, yeah. And he's retired, right? I mean, he's uh, quite, he hasn't officially announced. It kind of got leaked, so okay. Yeah. Um, your opinion on this, guys? I I want your opinion on this. Okay. Okay. Uh, Super Bowl to air the Black National Anthem. The Black oh. National Anthem. <laughs> Guys, what's your opinion on the, the Black National Anthem being played at the Super Bowl? Oh, because I forget what the song is, but it's been played before. It just hasn't been televised. And this year, I think they're televising it. Don't bother me, none. Yeah. It, it just kind of concerns me a bit. <laughs> I have no problem with anybody having anything. Oh. There. I mean, you know, it's America, whatever. But the free concerning speech. thing is to me, I, I just think, to my, you're right, free speech. And I, I think everybody could yeah, uh, cool. do whatever they want. But again, I, you know, there there is a, a national national anthem that's for everybody, and it it really um it, it to me it's symbol it's symbolic of us being a nation, everybody together. Uh, just kind of a bizarre. Well, if you like the whole national anthem too, you know, is does reference slavery in there and stuff? So well, if you yeah, because the national anthem that we we sing is just one small verse out of a whole big ass poem. So, you know, it's, but that's, you know, I mean, love it or or hate it. It's part of our history and it's part of what we are. And uh, I think that, I don't know. That's why I said, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit confused. I'm, I don't, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to well, think my, about my it. My thing is like, I, I don't think we should sing any of these songs before the game because, you know, I, I it's, it, we sing all the all this stuff and have all these flyovers because the NFL football. is being paid by the by the US military to, you know, put all this stuff out there. So it just no, just play the game. You don't need the national anthem before a game. I you think know, you know what should happen. This is not an international competition. <laughs> I think fifty thousand people should stand up like <laughs> we all like we all did when we were in school and stand up and do the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> I mean, they made us do that every single day for the first, you know, seventeen years of our lives. Yeah. This is something that we could all relate. We all just stand yeah. up, do the pledge. Like I like, how about just saying? And then sit how about down. saying nothing? Just get out there, do the coin toss, yeah. and play ball. I I, it, I I've always hated national anthems before. And I want to make it clear, I I don't have any problem with the black national anthem. I, as I said, it's just for for a league that um, promotes ending racism and and you know diversity. I just I, I don't know. I I think we're more one than that. I think we're 
again, I, I, I just don't know how to feel. I, I don't think that it's, it's wrong. I don't think that it's bad. I just think that, um, I don't know. Maybe, you I, I know. just, I just think all the pregame ceremonies and songs are, overblown. which is fine. They're stupid. I just don't play, don't play song, any of them. Which is fine, but you know, like, this, this I hate particular the point that I'm trying to make is, is this particular song? You know, is it? Um, I, I don't know. For for the league to promote it, in a sense, for the league to endorse it, <laughs> where where does that make? How does that make people feel? And and when you're saying that, you have to think of people on both sides of the of the aisle. You can't just say, "How does it make these people feel?" But yeah, it, you know, it doesn't really matter how it makes these people feel because it it really does matter how it makes both people feel. And I think when you have the national anthem, it includes everybody. And for a league that um you know doesn't want to to, to separate people, I, I like I said, I, I just I'm having a hard time separated. wrapping my brain around it. And and, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying it's wrong, and I'm not going to argue that it's wrong because I, I don't think that it is. I just, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know what to think about it. See here, it was like written from the context of African Americans in the late 19th century. The hymn is a prayer of thanksgiving to God as a as well as a prayer to the faithful for faithfulness and freedom, with imagery that evokes the biblical exodus from slavery to freedom of the promised land. So now the so, God thing's okay. Well, the God, eh, no, but it's just like celebrating, you know, from free from slavery to freedom. So that's what's that very, is. it's very biblical driven. It sounds like so. I mean, that that kind of goes against other issues that we have in this league. And um, so I see what I mean. It, it's it's yeah, like wait, like right? you, you, yeah, like you dig down into it, like you said, you know. Okay, well, uh, not for the I, obvious you know, reasons. I think people will yeah. look at something or hear somebody talking about they, this, they, yeah, and they'll say, well, you know what, the, you're a whatever. But that's not the case. Peel back the layers and really look at yeah. what we have here yeah. as, as yeah. a human being, and and that's where I, that's kind of where I'm running into yeah. issues, you know, personally trying to trying to figure it yeah. out. Because when you hear, like you said, you know, when you just hear the Black National Anthem, people are like, "Oh, here we go, dividing people." Right. When you dig down into it, it's like, "Oh, this is why it was written to for the for the journey from slavery to freedom." But then you find out, oh, it was a religious context. Well, you got people, you know, who aren't religious that don't like religious imagery being forced down their throat too. Right. So it's like that's why you just don't play any of the songs. That's what I'm saying. I just have, I, you know have Hendrix, a hologram of Hendrix, come out there and play the national anthem on guitar. Oh, Mike, I think that every <laughs> single one of us had ever been to a sporting event at one time or another had a, could, could totally agree with what you're saying. I, I, I could, I've probably been to hundreds I of do. sporting events where I had to stand for the national anthem and I wished that it wasn't going on when it did. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think it's going to go any go away anytime soon. No, it's just so ingrained but, in society, and it's just like, uh, I'm just. Uh, I don't want to hear. I, it. I, I tell you, my my vote's for the pledge. I say we all stand up, do the <laughs> pledge of allegiance, and sit down. I, There's nothing that every American in this country is not more used to than doing the I, pledge. I, th I think before every game, uh, we should play Andrew WK's "I'm Here to Party" or the Beastie Boys, uh, you know, "Fight for Your Right to Party" should be playing. I think everyone, can, Mike, Mike, you're not wrong on that. I, I think everyone that. can get behind those songs, except for people that don't party. Well then, fuck those people. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, if they don't like that, we'll get some little John playing. Okay. Oh, what? See, see, if that doesn't get you fired up, or 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 we'll have the Rock come out and cut promos before every Super Bowl. I'm down for that. Uh, Mike, as you yeah. see, as you see on our thumbnail, Mike has uh, what my next topic is: Steelers request interview with Rams assistant coach Zach Robinson for OC Ooh. job. Uh, mm -hmm. Any any inside scoop, Mike, on Zach Robinson and any reason to believe he would be a good offensive coordinator uh, here in Pittsburgh? Yeah, he he was the um, – God, he started off as the assistant quarterback coach of the Rams when uh, Goff was there and, you know, turned, helped turn him into a serviceable, you know, actually a pretty good quarterback in the NFL. Um he was also at one point promoted to the assistant receivers coach that year. Um, God, I think uh, Cooper cup just finished under just a thousand yards. Robert Woods was just under a thousand yards and they were like 11th in passing just outside of the top 10 in, in the passing game. And I think what the past two years he's been their you know, passing game coordinator. So he does all the, um, uh, Hope without route designs, which, you know, well, which, you, which is huge, especially in Pittsburgh, man, the play concept design. Let me ask you this: Say they hire Zach Robinson for the offensive uh -huh. coordinator. Are you, are you left feeling any regret? Do you think, oh man, I wish we would have got this guy? Is there anybody that, in other words, that you prefer? Um, if Zach 
Robinson would get hired, yeah. you would say we should have went after this guy. I, I really got a hot commodity right now is the uh, the guy down in on the Texans, okay. their offensive coordinator. But I think he, if he's going to leave there, he's going to go to be a head coach somewhere. Um, but there's like four or five guys that are in the same group as um, Zach Robbins is. So they're all coming out of that McVay coaching tree and um, one of the other big passing game coaching trees. So, and coming out of St. Louis, you know, towards the end of the year, Faulkner and Sullivan started incorporating some of the runs that the Rams do. So, you know, if he comes in, it might be a seamless transition, you know, because he would, we're using the similar run game blocking schemes. He can fit in fat then update the passing because everyone complained about Canada. His route designs never got anyone open. You know, we, we watch, you know, the Steelers played the Rams, man. We saw how open those guys got until Joey Porter came in to help shut people down. And this year, man, their offense performed better than what, you know, they, they went further than they should have this year. Stafford had another really good year down there. So, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him in, but you know, I, I, like you said, I don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot. There's yeah, other it's guys still out there, but there's a lot of guys in that same pool where if you get one of these four or five guys, you're sitting pretty. Still very but, early but, in the but, game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mike, there's you, still playoff games yeah. going on. Millions of things are going to happen and between have, now and, and kickoff in, in August yeah. for preseason. And this guy's uh, been uh, another team, I think, requested to speak with him as well. So, you know, it's not like we're the only one going to talk to this guy. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, though, if you miss out on him, what's the chance you miss out on someone else down the line, too? You know, you you kind of might have to pull the trigger early. If you have if he blows you away, you know, don't let him leave the building. So that's Zach Robinson, everybody. Zach, Zach Rob- Robinson. Young, young, up and, young and up and coming coach. And one article I read about him, it's like, you know, he's the kind of guy that you get on your staff because, you know, three or four years down the line, if your coach is getting ready to retire, he's one of those guys that, you know, people see as a future head coach. So he'd be some good, like offensive coordinator yep. for this Pittsburgh Steelers. This is somebody that the Steelers have requested, guys. They requested, requested. an interview with Zach Robinson. So you're going to hear that name here for the next few days into yeah. the weekend, I'm sure. We'll see what's uh, said. But, again, a lot, a lot of long yeah, – you know, again, we're, we're still in the playoffs. <laughs> right, out loud. We still yeah. have three, again, three NFL <laughs> games left. Uh, so there's going to be a long way between now and August when mm-hmm. we kick off for preseason. Um, so it, it's, it's uh, you know, once this time of year comes, it stinks because your team's not in it. But, again, you do have yep. a lot of cool things coming. You, you well, have the draft. I can't wait to see. I cannot wait to see what we get in this year's draft. Uh, free agency, who we're going to lose. Mike, that brings me to the next question. Have we seen enough of Levi Wallace? Oh, um, he like when he's bad, he's bad. When he's good, he's pretty good. And when he's average, he's average. He's just that guy. Depending on what game, what type of game he's playing that week. We had games this year where like, oh my God, this guy sucks. But then he had other games where he's, you know, making some great plays. I, it, I for, for me, he's, here. I'd rather, if we bring him back, like reports are saying they might bring him back because the free agency class isn't that great for corners. Oh God, no. I want, if he's coming back, he's my number three. He's not my number two next to uh, Joey Porter. Yeah, I you know, it just makes you wonder what they're gonna do in this offseason. We definitely, definitely need secondary help. There's no two ways about mm-hmm. it. If Joey Porter is your top guy, I, I think that spells trouble because uh, you know, come on, the guy's young. He still has a lot of things that he has to fix in his game. Um, if Levi Wallace kind of falls to that guy where he's like, oh, a three in, in this uh it's really concerning because yeah. You know, when a team comes out that passes the ball very well and these teams, all these teams we're going to face if we make the playoffs next year, they're all going to pass the ball very well and you need to be able to, you know, stop the pass. And as I said, you know, you have a a potential defensive back of the future and that's basically it right now. You have an old man, Pat Pete, you have Levi Wallace, who's certainly underperformed. You have a bunch of safeties who can't stay healthy. Uh, Mike, at what point do you do we go after? Do we go after a and as you said, the free agent market for for oh, yeah. corners is not that great this year. How do you handle the the uh, cornerback situation if you're the Steelers? Well, if he if he makes it to free agency, um, Jalen Johnson out of Chicago, he's a young, he's going to be about like 24, 25. He's really good corner, but he's going to be one of the those guys again. You're going to have to pay a lot of money for around like 15 mil a year for him. 
and he's a good corner. But wouldn't you think that that's a good investment? Another, I mean, it, it blowing, is a good investment. If but if we're you know, blowing that, how much? A third how, of our our defensive uh, salary on three guys. I want to. I want a cornerback. I, if yeah, I'm going to spend that much, yeah, money, and that that is one of the three most important spots on the team: quarterback, cornerback, and left tackle. And you know what? Because you know, we paid all this money out the three guys that were injured all season yeah. this year. And none yeah. of I, I, you know, we we need a corner. We we need cornerback help. Again, this is a passing league, and you yeah. have to solidify that secondary. And, yeah. and it's it's not solidified yeah. by any means. And, and that's like, what sucks: spending all that money on Watt, Fitzpatrick, Highsmith, and um, and Clam is you know you have to skimp everywhere else. And we've been skimping on the other parts of the secondary, hoping the pass rush will work, and it really hasn't. So I'm looking at him. And everyone else has – I think he's the best out of the bunch. Everyone else, you know, um, Steven Nelson, he's older, but I don't think he's going to want to come back here after we cut him the way we did. He looks great years ago. down there. He looks really good down there. That was, and uh, so does that King. He he looks great down there yeah, too. Yeah, that was that was like – like King, man, he bounced around all offseason and then finally went back to – what? where did he end up again? Houston again, Houston. right? Houston. Yeah, Desmond and he King – Yeah, and he Steven went from, Nelson – both had amazing games against the Cleveland Browns. Both yeah. helped uh, uh, to close that 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 yeah. win on them guys. You know what? We I think between them two guys, we given up. We gave up a lot. Yeah, Steven they cut, Nelson, He he was solid when he was here, and I'm surprised. Yeah, because they you know, cut. They I, I was kind of hoping he was going to stick around. Yeah, because we cut him. Colbert cut him to resign Juju. Yeah, is what it yeah. was, and that was a big mistake right there. And King, he just couldn't make it onto the field in the short amount of time he was here. And you know, he went from what. Dallas to Texas to here back to the Texans. So we weren't the only ones to give up on them. We were just, you know, one of the two idiots that did. And it isn't like we have all this other potential that, that we're, we're, we're cool with giving up on, yeah. on these guys. I, like I said, we have problems. Our secondary yeah. is it's thin. Let's just say, you know, and again, I think I'm giving the guy more credit at this point in his career, but let's just say that uh, Joey Porter jr. Goes out for the season next year. Let's say he blows yeah. a knee trying That's to screwed. make a tackle early in the season. What do you have as what, what do you have as cornerbacks? You have a, 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 a underachieving Levi Wallace. Yep. You have an aging Pat Pete that people were talking about. They'd rather see him play at safety. Yep. Then what are you left with? That's about it. There, there's not a whole lot of corner depth on this team. You have what um, Trice coming back off an injury. Uh, Darius Rush, who was a, also an undrafted rookie free agent, we 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 grabbed just because of potential. And, and there's not a lot of depth after that. You got what Shandon Sullivan. James Pierre, who's just a special teamer at this point. That, that's it. That's and it. And he's not, you know, and from what I see from James Pierre, he doesn't belong in there. Uh, you know, no, it, I, it, we, we need full to move time. on from him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, 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 he's a damn good special teamer, but, you know, you, you want to, uh, I want more depth at corner than, than on special teams. You know, Shannon Sullivan, he he did some things. Every time he had an opportunity, he came in and made some plays. But again, I didn't see enough out of him that I would think that, you know, he would be a full-time yeah. guy. I think, you know, it, it comes down to a couple of things with the Steeler team. They're either going to go after something that looks sexy to fill in the spot like they did last year and, and slap a Band-Aid on the situation. Mm -hmm. But I, like I said, Mike, I just think that you take three guys the way that, that, that we do with, the, you know, the sucking up a third of that defensive money. Yeah. You, you, you know, unless you got to invest in corner. Unless these guys are just absolutely killing, which they're not, they're not. Uh, you know, yes. Again, one guy did have 19 sacks. Absolutely, that's fantastic and good for him. Where did that land us, and how did that affect us once exactly. we got in the playoffs? You know, the the other guy is an aging old uh, defensive lineman. Yep. And uh, and again, you know, and, and I don't have any doubts that, that says that Minka Fitzpatrick is going to come back and he's going to do great things because he's only done great things all the way up until this season. Uh, so, you know, Minka's the one, you know, that, that I would even, think that, yeah. I'm going to say, even though, because someone in the comments a couple of videos ago was talking about Minka, like, yeah, he played out of position, but he's still allowed to make plays. He's still allowed, you know, to make interceptions, force fumbles, and he really didn't this year from the strong safety spot. He he didn't you know? cause any turnovers, if, no. I'm, if I'm not mistaken. No, nothing. And we're not the only ones pointing this out. You know, Chris Hoke was calling him out. You know, so it's not like we're, you know, we're just a bunch of fans not knowing what we're talking about. Chris Hoke, you know, Super Bowl winner. He's calling them out. So I, I like Mink. I think he's a damn good safety. But just because you're playing out of position doesn't mean you can't produce big plays. You know, you're, you're still playing safety back there. You're allowed to make plays. You're allowed to intercept passes, you know, 
big hits to force fumbles. I, I'm sure the coach didn't say, you know what, go up in the box and make no plays. Yeah. You know now, I mean? did he have a solid year when he was in there playing? Yeah, but I we're paying you big money to have Troy Polamalu type plays, and you're out there making Ryan Clark plays, and that's no disrespect to Ryan Clark. Build his Ryan Clark perfectly. was a beast, man. But you know, we want you to be Troy. We want you to be Minka. We want, I want you to, to, I want you to be Minka. Nobody, nobody is is <laughs> Troy. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I do. Yeah, I, I want but you, you know what Minka. I mean. Be, be the Minka that you were the past three seasons, four seasons yeah. that you've been here. That's that's the guy. And here's the thing: everybody does have a down season. I do acknowledge that. Yes. And that's why I do. And, and I do. I do know the the comments that you're referring to. And I, I think that the the person was they were wrong. And I don't think that you have to be Chris Hoke to see these kind of things. I think if yeah. uh, you know just to, to, to watch football, yeah. you know that his performance has been down. But you yeah. know what? He will be back. I, I'm 100 yeah. percent confident that Minka Fitzpatrick will be back. He'll yes. be doing what he does. It's the other ones that concern me is mm-hmm. the aging defensive lineman that has a hard time getting down and his stance yep that concerns me and again tj if 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 he could stop the run and if he w- wouldn't take himself out of every play yeah i would feel a little less how oh, i do yeah. about him but right now these are the three guys that should be blowing the, mm-hmm. the uh, blowing the roof off of things because of the money they get making and who they are or get yep. paid and who they are and what their their duties are in this team but they're not they're not and, no. and as the person said, well, they were injured. Well, you know what? A lot of I, people are injured at this time yeah. of the year in the NFL. It's it's what it is. You still have to go out there and play football. Yeah. And you make the big salary. Guess what? You're going to get the criticism. You know, it's I, – I, I don't know where Steelers fans started this thing to where we can't criticize star players anymore. I say you, you know, criticize star players first. Those are the players that you yeah, can Yeah, but no, like we, want to, we want to criticize, you know – the if they're not yeah. holding up their end of the deal, yeah. then that's yeah, yeah. We you know, know the punter that's sucks, what you, but he's not the biggest. This is what you build your team around yeah. is these guys. That's why yeah. they make big money. Yeah. Like Dan Moore is the the whipping boy of this team. He was a fourth round pick. How about you know our 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 high paid defensive players? How about our high draft pick on offense? How about those guys get the criticism first before a fourth round pick? You know, I I just. No, your big money guys get the criticism. That's like looking at the Penguins and saying, "Oh man, the bottom six is you know." That, that's why the team's failing and not, you know, blaming, you know, Carlson for not performing or Malkin for not performing. No, you you call out the stars because guess what? You're a star. You're a highest paid player on the team. You take the brunt, the blame. Why do you think Ben, after every game, win, lose, or draw, would always take the blame for a loss, for when he would spread out the credit? Because that's what leaders do, and that's what the star players do. You accept the blame, and you spread out the credit. But for now, for some reason – we're not allowed to criticize the star players anymore on the Steelers. There's always an excuse for them. Like, no, you're you're making all that money. Step up and make the plays. TJ Watt, Miles Killebrew named to the Pro Football Writers of America L NFL team. You know, you gotta really like the attention that this Miles Killebrew is getting for his, yes. his play on the special well teams. You know, I mean, you knew that TJ is going to, you know, it just seems like you can't have a conversation about defense without talking about the dude. Yeah. And again, I don't take anything away from what he's done no. in the whole sack. He's doing great things as far as sacking the quarterback. But if 19 sacks is, is what you think that it's going to take to really um, shape the way your defense is and how your season's going to go. These are, you know, these these are, you know, like a sacks and extra. And again, it, it does play a role, in, of course, the mm-hmm. game. But when somebody's running the ball at you over and over, and here's the thing, Mike, it isn't like it didn't start day one. San Francisco, Christian McCaffrey ran to that right side over yeah. and over and over and over again. And we refused, refused to fix this problem through 18, 19 yeah. total weeks of football. I, you know, come on. This dude, uh, is, in my opinion, Mike, you know, is again, again, is this something that you were going to say, let's get rid of the guy? He's, you know, no, you sit down with these guys and, yeah. you know, and talk to him and say, listen, dude, <laughs> we, we need you to improve your this. 19 sacks are very impressive, but there's still 99% of the season oh, left 99% of the plays that are played during the course of the season that we're going to need you to be able to stop the run or at least, you know, be in position. Yeah. To where they don't feel comfortable running it to that right side. And again, yeah. day one, Mike Christian McCaffrey ran it down his throat. We refused to change and fix anything. And it did not get fixed, Mike, for 19 weeks. No, like occasionally, you know, when he would out, you know, would blow the coverage on that side, he would do one of those where he'd reach back, grab the guy, make a nice athletic plates. But they, those were few and far between. I mean, you saw how many times what against um, the Seahawks, he would spin it inside or rush inside and lose contain on that edge. And then boom, there, there goes Geno Smith around the edge. Same thing against the Cardinals. How many times 
did you see him give up running after Kyler Murray? If he no. didn't play the position the way he did, I I am going to go so far to say that we wouldn't have lost those three games, Derby. I would say that uh, Arizona Cardinals, New England Patriots, and the Indianapolis Colts game that we lost three in a row late in the season, we took a lot of heat for, and it did affect our season. I'm I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just going to say that if if he if he would have played the position the way that it's supposed to be played. I say we don't lose those three games because he he was a um he was a liability, Mike. I would agree. Sorry, he was a huge liability, especially in that Arizona game, that ninety nine yard drive. There's at least two or three times where you watch him run after Kyler Murray. Murray, he just slows down. He just like decelerates while he's still in play. It's like, like when you're holding the the, the well, uh, yeah, 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 we want to get the button on, on when you're playing yeah. Madden and you let it go and you can you see the guy slow down. Yeah, that's what he looks like in those yeah. in those situations. Yeah. Or like you know, when a play would run inside, a lineman would fall down instead of jumping over the lineman. He just stopped. He just stopped or running around. He just stopped. But yet, you know, we want to criticize Deontay Johnson for not going after a fumble. But yet, well, you know, we like, well, he should have done that. <laughs> and he should have done that. You know, I'm not right. I'm just both, saying, both I'm just saying both need to be held to the same Absolutely. standard. Absolutely. So, it's I, I will give one just as much shit as I give the other. If yeah. I, if I see that this is, you know, if they're not yeah. playing to their potential and here's the thing, it is up to you. You're, you are the fans. You are the people that put your money, you invest mm-hmm. your time and your money and your energy into this team say something and you know what if you see something that isn't right you don't have to go with the flow of what everyone else is saying exactly you know it it is what it is and you know this dude is making the most money on this defense and he's sucking up you know uh a tenth ten percent of the whole Mm -hmm. entire defensive you know he's got to be held accountable he has to be he has to be he's getting paid to make plays and if he's not making plays then what are we what are we giving him all this money for like he's a, a nice guy yeah you know, like two Cam years Hayward. ago, he two years ago he was a complete game record. He, you know, every yeah. snap he was wrecking plays, and then this year, it was few and far between. And I think what it is, Mike, is when he's healthy. Yeah, he's a game. He's a ma- maniac. Out well, there. he plays out of his mind, and then he puts his health at risk. Mm-hmm. But when he tries to stay healthy, like he did this year, and he stayed healthy all season, you notice he doesn't make the bigger plays, the yeah. more complete. Yeah, uh, you right. know, plays that you'd expect to see from that position. So it's almost like you're damned if you do, you're damned if yeah. you don't with this dude yeah. because he's, he's just an injury-prone guy. Yeah, he is. And, you know, his brother was the same way, injury-prone. Body breaks down, man. You know, it, it's there. We want to talk about all oh, NFL bloodlines. Well, look at the Watt bloodline, man. They get they get banged up a lot. You know, this bloodline thing kind of has to stop, too. I, mean, I hate it was the fun. phrase of it. it. It sounds, it is so creepy. And just because your dad was a great player doesn't mean you're going to be a great player. Like this, um, Connor Hayward. Do you think he's going to be around for a long time? No, I think he's uh, solid, but he's—I don't know—he's not—he's not—he's nothing special. He's nothing special. If he wasn't Connor Hayward's brother, would would have anybody in this uh, this city made a big deal about him? No, no. Like, like oh, this no, guy you from can find, State, you can find guys. Okay. Yeah, you can find guys with his skill set on every team. That, that yes. third, that third tight end that comes in, that's not really a fullback, not really a tight end, and can do that stuff. The last AFC championship game, guys, we are in championship game yes. weekend. The last AFC championship game without Mahomes or Brady, fellas, was 2011. And the quarterbacks that played in this game was Mark Sanchez and Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Talk that about is, a dichotomy of careers right there between those two. Talk about the, a game right there. The last time that Mahomes or Tom Brady was not not that's, playing in the AFC championship That's game. disgusting. That's just that, dominance. That is disgusting that that's what 13 years that's miserable Unbelievable. that but you know what that, that's a credit to those two quarterbacks right there just to be that consistent uh now we're talking about quarterbacks i, I want to bring something up a lot of people are bringing up justin fields <clears throat> excuse me justin fields oh man he would be so great we need him in pittsburgh uh... listen here guys these Oh, yeah. <laughs> the matchup between these two high yep. pick quarterbacks from Chicago in their first three seasons, Mitch Trubisky and Justin Fields. Listen to the uh, comparisons between these guys. We want Justin Fields bad. Have Has not the Mitch Trubisky experiment taught us anything? In the first three years of Chicago, both of these quarterbacks were high picks for the Bears in their first three seasons passing. Mitch or the first three seasons, Mitch Trubisky in Chicago was 23 and 18. 
Mitch Trubisky, 23 and 18, first three years in Chicago. Justin Fields, 10 and 28. 10 and 28. In Chicago, um, the first three seasons, Mitch Trubisky threw for 208 yards per game. 208 yards per game is what Mitch threw in Chicago. Justin Fields, 168 yards per game is what Justin Fields is throwing in Chicago in his first three seasons. First three seasons for Mitch Trubisky, 48 touchdowns. Justin Fields, 40. 48 to 40. And then finally, interceptions. Mitch Trubisky threw 29 picks in his first three seasons, and Justin Fields threw 30. They're the same uh, quarterback. <laughs> it's the same guy. So for yeah. anybody that goes on and on, I don't about know about that. Justin Fields is the answer. We need Fields. Go do go bring Fields. You know what? He is no better in his first three years. And Trubisky took this team to the playoffs. Uh, I, he had a better team around him, but yeah, I, get I what don't you're think saying. he did, Mike. I, I don't think, think he, he had a, he had a much better defense though. Chicago has been bad for a long time. And I, I don't recall thinking to myself, oh, this is a good team. I, I just remember thinking, wow, legs. Mitch Trubisky is winning football games somehow. Um, but again, you know, so there you have it. Uh, you know, this is the guy that everybody wants. This is the guy that everyone thinks is the answer. This is the guy that actually performed worse than the guy that um, was the worst choice that we had on this team. Yeah. Uh, but like, I, like, if I'm a Bears fan, though, like if I'm the Bears themselves, I'm looking like he's got feels gotten better every year. And this year, like DJ Moore, really good receiver, had his best year with in the league with Justin Fields. So I'd build around Justin Fields if on the Bears, but I don't want to take on someone else's reclamation project. No, this if is on the not, Bears. Get him a good offensive coordinator and good this quarterback is not coach. The this is not the answer for the Steelers. No, no. But if I am the Bears, I am building around Justin Fields because I'm seeing him getting better year in year out. It's not, you know, he's not blowing you away, but you can see him getting better. And that team, like you said, man, that team is bad around him. Get some weapons around like, him. I think he can be a, a competent quarterback. Well, I, I don't want to take. I don't want to. I don't seven. want. And I and I and I yeah. even shudder to say that that was a good year. I mean that that team. I think Rex, Rex Grossman was their last good quarterback. He was their last good quarterback. He was. Say that again, Rex say Grossman. Again. I want you to say it one more time and think about Rex what you're saying. Grossman. Oh, I'm thinking about it. So there you have it, guys. First three years on the Bears. Mitch Trubisky, yeah. twenty three and eighteen. Justin Fields, ten and twenty eight. Mitch Trubisky, 208 yards per game passing. Fields, 168. Trubisky, 48 touchdowns. Fields, 40. Mitch, 29 picks. Fields, 30. This is not the answer, guys. I I don't I, – I listen, I don't care what Chicago does. I don't care if they keep them. I don't care yeah. if they get rid of them. All I know is this is not what it's going to take the Steelers to get to that next level. Okay, the dude's athletic. You know what Cordell Stewart was too. You have to, you have to find yeah. the right guy. And this guy, yeah, he's he, not he, the right guy. No, he wasn't a first-round pick. Uh, to me, like he's been, he would have been that guy you take in the third round and you sit him on the bench and develop him. Because, like I said, he's getting better year over year. But he he should have been, a, he should not have been thrown into a starting position with the Bears. But you know, quarterbacks, man, they get overhyped and overdrafted all the time. And he was one of the victims. Who was of the it. guy Mike that Sam Fran had? Did, 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 Trey did, Lance. Trey Lance. Where did he Trey go? Lance. Um, he's in Dallas now. He's back His in career. Yeah, he, he's nothing. That's, that's, that's what why, I'm saying. Yeah, These guys, like yeah. Quarterbacks mean they get they get overhyped and overevaluated. And unless you're, you know, you're looking at like a Peyton Manning, uh Philip Rivers, a Drew, you know, or like a Eli Manning type quarterback, um Andrew Luck, he, those guys were were can't miss prospects, you know? That you take them in the first round, like Joe Burrows. You take in the first round. A lot of these other quarterbacks, man, should be third round picks, fourth round picks. Yeah. Sit them on the bench and let them develop. It looked like Jordan Love. He was taken in the first round, but he should have been taken later to sit on the bench and bench and learn. But you can't do that. Uh, talking about some more underachieving, Mike. Let's talk about the Penguins for a little bit. Oh. Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> they lose another game, five to two, to the Phoenix Coyotes. Mike, they the Coyotes ended the eleven game losing streak last night when they played the Penguins. They were on eleven game losing streak. You play a team full of future Hall of Famers. They come and they get the win. Uh, I'm sorry, I was down there. The win. Uh, the total yep. or the final one in this game was five to two. Penguins dropped at 21, 17, and six. Meanwhile, the Coyotes are 29, 23, 19, and three. 23, listen, 23, 19, and three, they're two games better than the Penguins are, and they run an 11 game losing streak. Yeah. And and the Penguins have an own goal. You know, we, we pulled the goalie. Latang passes back to Malkin. Malkin lets it go into the net. 
uh, Crosby. Well, that's, that's Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer for an own goal. Yeah, that, that tells you something. You know, like, if you're like, at this point in your career, maybe it's time. Let's, let's, let's maybe it's time to start moving some people around. Yeah, oh, you know, Malkin leads the team in penalties. That that's all the yeah, these, these guys. All they're doing at this point is putting asses in seats. I, I'm, yeah, I'm like the only that, one that's consistently producing is Crosby. He's producing at an MVP level again. Crosby did get a goal last night. Him along with Lars Eller did get the two goals for the Penguins. Penguins back in action on Friday night against the Florida Panthers when they come to town. This is what happens when you re- when you're afraid to move on from aging stars. Uh, some Pittsburgh Pirate news. We'll get into the big news in just a second. <laughs> did you guys know? Did you guys know that Jerry Jerry Goff, who was a catcher in the majors, and also Pat Mahomes, where everybody everybody knows was a pitcher, mm-hmm. the fathers of Patrick Mahomes and uh, Jerry Goff, they were both Pittsburgh Pirates at yeah. one point. Yeah, I saw Jerry that. Goff, that was, yeah. Yes, Jerry Goff was a catcher for the Pirates, and Pat Mahomes, yep, of course, was a was a pirate pitcher. Uh, Bob Nutting expects more offseason moves to be made. Ooh, he, yes. For some reason, he's uh he's spending money this year a little bit at least, and bringing players in, which takes me to the next topic, guys. Seven-time All-Star, Rodas Chapman signing with the Pittsburgh Pirates. One-year, $10.5 million deal. You, you need starting pitching, so what do the Pirates do? They go out and get a closer, which we already have. have. One that uh, actually Look, had, the most, that had, that had the most saves in the National League last year. So, so how it- do you justify this? I would say you're going to have you know, your setup and your, your eight and nine yeah. inning guys. But you know what? If you can't get to that point because you don't have pitching, I don't see the purpose. And if you can't hit the ball to get the, the runs to be in that position, Mike, uh, besides for putting this 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 name on your roster, which I think is 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 one is one positive. So mm-hmm. Walter Chapman, what what do you see? What do you think about this move? I I think it's a stupid move. Like uh, he had four saves last year, six holds, three blown saves. Uh, an ERA of what? Um, 372. 50 strikeouts, 16 walks, and 29 innings. Uh, this guy has not been good. His last good year was 2021, where he had 30 saves. I mean, I, the guy, granted, the guy still has heat. And if you're going to use him in that eight, nine inning combo with him and Bednar, I, I could see that working. But again, you know, th- that's a hefty one year, 10 million. I mean, you could have spent some money getting your starting pitching and your rotation a little bit stronger, which we definitely need. We have Mitch Keller and yeah. basically nothing else. And, uh, you know, and, and, and the it, hitting, it wouldn't hurt you to bring in another bat. But um, I, I think it's the name. I think it's a, like it's almost name. like what hockey's doing. We're Is putting, it one year? One year. One year, 10 and a half million. So he's going to be used as that's trade bait. He's going to be used as trade declining. bait. He'll be used as trade bait. He won't be here agree. past August. I guarantee that. And here's the thing, too. Um, it, it, you're putting this name out there, and, and it, it almost like our hockey team, people were spending money to see names at this point. It isn't mm-hmm. really even about being productive. But it's interesting. It'll be exciting. And I, I, I'm excited to see Chapman get up there and, and throw some heat. So that'll be fun. Again, a bit of a head scratcher. But also, again, Bob Nothing expects more offseason moves. So stay tuned, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. More offseason moves of players that are not that good that we're going to pretend that are good. Mike, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about the website? <laughs> the com over there. We have our social media links, our merchandise store, and the blog. Um, blog's probably going to be slowing down a little bit now that, you know, NFL season's over. I don't like talking, writing about baseball. So, um, but, you know, look for uh, some NFL draft stuff popping up there every once in a while. Uh, The2dumbusers.com. Check it out, everybody. www.the2dumbusers.com. That's www.the2dumbusers.com. Guys, today, just a a general NFL football question. There's no playoffs tied to it. There's no teams, nothing like that. So we're going to get started with this. It also is going to be another one where there's no choices. So, all right, got to put our, our thinking caps on, Derpy. All right, all right. Here we go, fellas. This is the question of the day. Who was the last player to be named MVP of the AFL? Mind Ooh. you, the AFL, the NFL combined made the NFL. So we're looking in, uh, it would be the late 60s now. None of us were born yet, so we're all in an even playing field. 
Who was the last player to be named MVP of the AFL? Take a moment to think that over. We are live, everybody, five days a week, Monday through Friday, right here, 11 to 12, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., and also the live show that we do every day. We upload over on Spotify and podcast form at 8 p.m. If you were only uh, are only interested in listening to the show, maybe you can only listen to the show. Maybe you're at work, at the gym, taking a walk. Put your earbuds in. You can check us out. Brand new, all new episode comes out every day in podcast form on Spotify at 8 o'clock. Go check it out. All right, guys, here is the question of the day. Who was the last player to be named the MVP of the AFL? The AFL, of course, uh, one half of the combined leagues that make, ultimately made the NFL. Um, Derpy, Mike, let me start with you today. All right. Who was the last player to be named the MVP of the AFL? You know what? Yeah, I. And it's a name that we all know. I'm going to go with Joe Namath. It's not one of these names that we're going to have to guess or try to figure out, or maybe Derpy doesn't know. Yeah, I'm um, going with Joe Namath. So, Mike, you're going to go with Joe Namath. Interesting. Uh, I got, I've got. i been working on something here. And I, again, I'm going to fill you in briefly All right. on what it is. I'm trying to get to my, my buttons. Well, like, if I could ever only, make it. Yeah, he's like the only, I like the AFL from that time. Like him, I don't know if Jim Brown was still playing. So, I, I'm just. Yeah. All right. So, Mike, that's your final answer, Joe Namath. Broadway, Broadway Joe. Joe. Broadway Joe, Joe. why not? Why not? Joe Willie Namath. Joe Cooth. Joe Cool. All right, lock Mike in. Um, Derpy, who was the last player to be named the MVP of the AFL? Mike says Joe Namath. Who do you think it was? Bart Starr. Bart Starr. Interesting. Is that your final answer? Yeah. All right, I'm going to lock Derpy in on board store. Let me fix my screen back to where I like it to be. There it is. All right, gentlemen. Question of the day. Who was the last player to be named MVP of the of the AFL? Mike says Joe Namath. Derpy says Bart Starr. The answer, guys, of course, is Joe Willie Namath. Oh, yeah, Ooh. baby. Beaver Falls, right across the river here. I can look out my window and I can see Beaver Falls. Yeah. Uh, Joe Namath was the last MVP of the AFL, guys. Um, Mike, anything before we get ready to take off, man? Um, yeah. Um, a little outside the box for us, but Netflix just paid like $5 billion to air uh, Raw. 2025. Monday Night yep. Raw will be starting on Netflix, guys. So if any, if there's any confusion anything, Yes, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl will be on one of these kind of channels yeah, before long. It's coming. It's not coming. this year, but it's coming. There's too much money to be made out there for them not to take advantage of this. So just putting it out there. But as Mike did say, Monday Night Raw will be on Netflix starting January 2025. It's a lot of money. Derpy, anything before we get ready to roll, man? Let's go pens and uh, Bucko fans. Let's book those uh, World Series tickets. And there you go. I, I like I like your attitude. We're going all the way with the Rolls Chapman. I got a couple of things today. Peta Peta wants to replace Punxsutawney Phil with a coin. Peta <laughs> feels that uh, Punxsutawney yeah. Phil is being <laughs> mistreated in some way by taking him out of the box, cuddling him, petting him, and put him back in a box. They want us to just flip a coin now. To tell us if winner is going to be here you know early what? or not. You know what? Flip a coin, Punxsutawney Phil looking at his shadow. Same difference. Exactly. I just <laughs> but, think that's ridiculous. The reason I am why. all, I'm, I'm all for. I, I used to be reason. out on Punxsutawney Phil. Now, Peter, you brought me back in on Punxsutawney exactly. Phil. Also, woman accused of stealing twenty five hundred dollars worth of Stanley Cups. No, not the hockey uh, trophy. These Stanley Cups, these dumb Ooh. thermal cups that people. She stole twenty five hundred dollars. She had so a jam packed in her. She had her. She had them jam packed in her trunk, Mike. The the picture you opened up the trunk and it was just full of Stanley Cups, like it was like some kind of drug dealer. And uh, twenty five hundred dollars worth of them is what this lady had, is and she nuts. stole them all. She stole them all. Um, aye, aye. Finally, it is warm. We got we're getting a heat wave here, Mike. So I do I do want to make our big major announcement. Major announcement to be made right here, right now. 
This is huge. You ready for this? I I, I want pins and needles actually. Derpy, are you are you excited? I'm excited. I have I have big Should news regard big news regarding the show. Are you ready for this? Mike, I'm are ready. you ready? I'm Here ready. We go. I, I Here we go. Here we go. Let's see where this is going. We here at the Two Dumb Yinzers are making uh, are growing the show all the time, obviously. Starting at the end of this week. End of this week, not even in the near future, not even down the road. The end of this week, we will be taking your phone calls on the Two Dumb Yinzers. Ooh, this is uh, big news. This is huge news. The end of this week, I'm not sure which day yet, possibly Thursday, possibly Friday. I don't know which day. As soon as, as, soon as we get everything squared away. But, guys, this is going to be something new that we're doing, and it's going to be full force. Uh, last time we experimented, then we talked a little bit about it. Taking phone calls the end of this week will fill you in more as the week goes along. We'll fill you in with the phone number, give you more yeah. details. But as I said, we are kind of finishing up uh, the, the process here on our end. But, guys, we will be taking your phone calls. I can't wait. I'm excited to hear from the oh people. Oh, my God. Um, I'm excited <laughs> to, to communicate with the people, and um, and I think it's going to do great things for this show. So, guys, that is the big news for the day about the two dumb users. We will be taking your calls as soon as the end of this week. So That's wild. Oh, my that God. In mind. I like it. I do want to say thank you, to everybody, for checking us out. We appreciate each and every one of you, as always. We wouldn't, we couldn't do it without you, Mike. Uh, anything else? Speak now. Forever hold your peace. I got nothing. I'm looking forward to some of these phone calls. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Derpy. Anything else, man? Go pens. All right, there you go, guys. Uh, for Mike at the Steeler Central Mobile Studio, Derpy, myself. Everybody have a great day. We'll be back uh, same time tomorrow to do it all over again. See Hell you tomorrow. Yeah. Bye bye. See you. Maybe. Oh, no, 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 no.